The following podcast discusses alternative sexual practices in loving and detailed terms. And as such, may not be appropriate for young children, those who believe that charter schools should be completely unregulated, or your grandmother. Then again, I've never met your grandmother. She may be kinkier than even you realize. Listener discretion is advised. Companion, a podcast of wholesome kink and perverted knitting. I'm Sir Arcane. I'm Lansing Mike. And we have with us again our own Veritas69. Hello. Hello. He is back from Chicago and MIR a few weeks ago. Practically a month ago now. My goodness. Not quite a month, but getting close. The time sure flies. Yeah. So we thought we would uh, have him over for the podcast so that uh, we can... He can get us caught up on all of the wonderful things he got to experience that I didn't and kicking myself because I couldn't afford it this year. Should be able to afford it next year. I, that, that's the plan. I'm going to have more more disposable income next year. So my, my biggest suggestion to anybody out there who's thinking about going to anything in Chicago nowadays is plan early. I made... Uh, Waited until about eight weeks ahead before I made the reservation. Come to find out, Chicago had a big pharmaceutical convention going in it, and apparently there was some rugby tournament that was going on, and the rooms were appalling what the price was. I mean, what I paid for two nights was a month and a half rent. It was just horrible. So anybody out there who wants to go, make your reservations early because it's getting real bad in Chicago. They're pricing themselves out of the market over there. Uh, I've had um, a friend who goes to um, uh, oh, uh, IML um, regularly, and he has had good luck with uh, um, hostels. So he'll stay at a hostel, and you know it tends to be much cheaper, and he tends to, you know... It works. It's a place to sleep, a place to shower, and a place to stow your stuff. So that's all it... I mean, and it's funny because, you know, the trouble with the hostel is you don't really have your own room if you wanted to right. take someone somewhere. But right. he's actually... Some um, IMLs, he's had more action at the hostels with the people staying at the hostels than he found at IML itself. So hmm. It was okay. funny because I, I was checking for a room around the Congress myself this last year or mm-hmm. the year before, and I found one place that was like, I think 199 a night. And that was a hostel. It's like, I'm not paying $200 a night to share a room with six other people, you know? It's like, even the hostel was ridiculous. So, you know, the only place like this time where I could find is if you wanted to take a room down my my McCormick Mm -hmm. place. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, Boys Town is up on the north side. And then you could get reasonably priced hotel rooms at nice hotels for, you know under $200 a night, out by O'Hare. But then you've got transportation issues. Mm-hmm. You know, it, yeah. uh, I, I'm just saying, folks, if you want to start going to these things like IML and MIR and some of the other things that are going on in Chicago is plan your rooming ahead of time. Mm-hmm. I uh, ran into some of the nice folks from uh, New England Rubbermen, and several of them, I think about 20 of them, ended up renting a condo, mm-hmm. a three-unit condo for the three nights for MIR. 
And I think the whole thing was like, I don't know, twenty four hundred three grand for that weekend. Split but twenty when ways. Split it twenty ways. It became more reasonable that way. And and I mean, they had the place to themselves, and they had six bathrooms and the whole nine yards. So that all worked out for them. But again, that's something that takes planning and coordination mm-hmm. to be able to do something like that. But that's how they solved the problem. But a bunch of the guys from New England Rubberman, that's what they were doing. And also, if you plan ahead, I think the key thing too is to uh, get. I mean, you know, a lot of times I've just heard. Well, horror stories of, oh, I'm going to go with three other people, and then, oh, a month before, one person dropped out. Oh, and then a week before, another person dropped out. And suddenly, oh, I have this room all to myself and no one to be in it with. I would think, you know, yeah, just put the foot down and say, hey, deposits everybody. I'm I'm the one with the money. It's on my card. Uh, You know, months ahead of time, you said you're going to do this, so give me money. And if you don't give me the money you know, three months out, then we're going to look for another roommate because, you know, it's like, because, you know, I, I can see people like, oh, I've changed my mind when there's no money on at stake. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you've actually already paid, it's like, well, I guess I'm going. Yeah, if you have some skin in the yeah. game, that's true. Well, and I mean, the inverse happened to me at Claw. Um, I found somebody to room with. Mm-hmm. I gave them 200 bucks. And then a couple of weeks later, they gave me the 200 bucks back and said, we're not going to be able to go. And I'm like, uh, fortunately, that was just either just before or just after the third hotel went up on the Claw website. So I was able to get a room, and, and I was like, well, I was planning on splitting a room three ways. I can afford to, to take a room at the cheaper hotel myself, but that means I'm not going to be able to buy anything mm-hmm. at the vendor mart. Yeah, I'm used to going yeah. to like sci-fi cons where usually they take it in off season, so a hotel's just thrilled to have people in the hotel. Absolutely. Yep. So you can usually get a decent deal on the rooms to begin with. Plus, you know, you share it with people. Uh, but yeah, I, I think one year we actually stayed at the guest hotel at uh, IML, and it was like, oh my gosh, you know, even with three of us sharing the room, it was like, wow. Yeah, yeah, it's pricey. The, the thing about this is the problem with MIR. Getting back to that is that. Mm-hmm. They are growing, and they're really getting to the point where they're kind of bursting at the seams. They're really beginning to strain the facilities over at the uh, um, Halstead Center. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there is no hotel that's attached. The closest couple of hotels are well over a mile away. And so it's a hike, however you want. It's almost rig- ridiculous to get in a cab, but when you're in a rubber cat suit and you're trying to walk through town... And it's you know, November. And it's November. I mean, although this year there was one day during the weekend, I think Friday, it got to 70. It was gorgeous. It was really nice this yeah, year as far as the weather went. But but it's... Um, now how many have you gone to of the um, MIRs so far? Probably five, six, seven of them now, okay. something like that. So it, it's really, really growing. The big news that came out of MIR, which was kind of sad, is that one of the two owners, the one who's really been the financial backer, uh, Rubber Willie is the one who really got MIR started, and they started at the cell block mm-hmm. and did it there for many years. And Willie approached uh, the other owner, and I can't think of what his name is on, uh, on Recon, the, the term he uses, because they, you know, even at... Recon or even at MIR, they refer to each other that way as opposed to their true names, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And he begged him to to buy in to move this thing up to the next level, and he has. They had this was the twentieth anniversary, 
And at the end, he announced that he's retiring. Mm. So, MIR is at kind of a turning point. It's mm. it's at it's it has grown to a level where it really, once again, I think needs to move up. But as I was told, there just aren't any hotels that are the right size to take in an event like that at mm-hmm. a reasonable price. Yeah, you, know, you can at, at walk at it down to McCormick Place. It's not going to work down there. It's way too big. But yeah, it can't, it's, can't can't take over the uh, Hyatt. It's not no, nearly that big. I mean, when you look at some of the difficulties that IML has been having with sites since they oh fought, yeah since they lost the Hyatt way back when, um, they uh, they have had some real issues with that. But they're kind of to the point where they're going to have to, I think, make some some changes and get some things. Uh, find a place where they can grow again. Mm-hmm. The vendor mart has been growing a little bit, but they're kind of choked off, and some of the bigger vendors aren't coming. E7 hasn't been coming. Uh, now, Mr. S still comes because there's a relationship between the owners and the owner, mm-hmm. Mr. S. But there there have been a few other new groups have been coming in, but that hasn't been growing as much. That's actually been contracting a little bit. So they're kind of at a, at a crossroads, I think, for, for MIR. It, there's a lot of potential there, but I think they're going to need to to move things forward a little bit in a few new ways, too. Some rubber man needs to win the Powerball. Yeah, there you <laughs> and, go. And, and, yeah, need, need to find some more sponsors and, yeah, some more yeah. more investors so that, you know, they can make that leap and be too small for the space that they end up in yeah. rather than too large as they are now so they have that room well, so that, to grow that was the message that that the owner gave as he gave up you know and he said he was going to retire as he says i mean he's getting older he's in his 60s now and he was saying too that um it's to the point now where there have been a lot of people that work in the organization. I think they have, he said they have a full-time staff of like 16 people that work this thing all year round. Wow. And Which amazed me, but I think I could probably pick all of them out because you see these same, certain same faces mm-hmm. that are always there. wonder if they're hiring. <laughs> <laughs> be an interesting career choice. I could see that on the resume. What did you do between uh, 2017 and 2020? Worked for Mr. International Rubber. But, public uh, relations. Public relations. <laughs> but he was saying that it's time for younger people, new blood to come in with new ideas. Yeah. And, and I completely agree with him. I mean, that's something that the young have to come up and they have to start stepping up and putting their efforts forward. And I mean, they've relied on their volunteers. There were a lot of, you know, there were people, local people I know wide out. I saw him working at the, uh, uh, at the cash register at Mm -hmm. the, uh, at the market, uh, getting people into the market area, you know, with day passes and things like that. So, you know, there, there are a lot of people who are doing volunteer work that are really helping as far as that goes. And I mean, they get a break on, on their package to get into the, into it. But um, what else is there at MIR? I mean, there's so there's like the dealer space. Yep. And, and they have a large play space that they mm-hmm. carve out. The third floor of Halstead has a large gymnasium mm-hmm. in it. And that literally becomes the dealer area as okay. well as they carve out, I don't know, somewhere about a fifth to a quarter of it. Mm-hmm. He ends up getting roped off. And that just, the, the owner who just retired, he always brings all his toys. So if there was ever anything that you really wanted to try, you know, gimp suit or vac rack or something like that. It's probably there, and you could probably give it a try. And he he came up to me at one point, looked kind of was looking over the area, and goes, 
gosh, it's good to see all my toys being used. He says, I never get to use them anymore, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, looking at the website, um, I saw, yeah, it was like halfway between a VAC rack and a VAC cube. Where mm -hmm. it, it was vertical, and you stood yep. up in it, and I, I assume you, you bit down on some sort of mouthpiece, because I saw breathing tubes coming out yes. of it. And, yeah, they sucked you in, and you were standing up and couldn't move, and then nice men did horrible things to you right. while you couldn't move and couldn't see. Nope. Yeah. Are there also classes or demonstrations? Have, that's something over the last two or three years that they've been trying to concentrate on. Mm -hmm. They've ended up moving into the second floor of the Halstead Center, which was more smaller area rooms, mm -hmm. and they've been holding classes there. Okay. Those are kind of just getting going. Mr. Friendly was there. He had a small class that mm -hmm. he held to talk about you know the issues of the day for that um they've tried to put bondage classes together things like that that they've been doing to me probably the biggest thing that mir has going for it is the contest mm -hmm. um so many of the contests i i love what M iml does to death but the contest is a little bit slow it, okay. You know, they have 40 people, and it's not a beauty contest by any stretch, and I give them credit for that. But when you've had 30 people standing there telling you all the things that they've done for the community and the charities and that, and which is wonderful, but it's not the kind of thing I'm going to travel to Chicago to sit there for hours and listen to, that kind of thing. Where the MIR contest, the idea is, is they usually do an opening number, which they put a lot of money into. Mm -hmm. um, they've had a, uh, an MC. It's uh, a uh, cross-dresser named Teriyaki. That's her stage name. She's wonderful. She's just, you know, raunchy and filthy, and she has a wonderful oh. attitude, and it, it's just, she has a good time, it looks like. Um, she's always bouncing off the... Uh, they have a lady who comes every year, a really good-looking young lady who is their uh, sign language interpreter. A couple of years ago, she was really important because Mr. International Rubber was a young man from the Netherlands, Samuth, as I think the name he goes by on Recon, and he is deaf, and he has a cochlear implant. Mm -hmm. And the first evening, the, the contest is two nights, the first evening, his cochlear implant broke. Oh, no. So she became very integral to keeping the contest going because he really needed her then to, so hmm. that he could understand what was going on. He did, and he ended up winning. It was really cool. But um, like this year, they hauled the shower out again, and each one of the contestants had to write about a two-minute vignette that Teriyaki read. Or they had a co-MC, which was another Mr. International rubber. He's Cy Hans, who he's a photographer. You can see a lot of his stuff online. Mm -hmm. So the two of them did the show together. So I think I think Cy wrote read most of them. So he would read this this story that they had written while they kind of pantomimed it under a shower on stage. And some of those got very good, let's put oh. it that way. And they always have a, a, a little thing where uh, they have these bags that they put different goodies in and each uh, contestant picks a bag and then they have a young man who's the victim who they have to do a bondage scene with, with whatever is in there. <laughs> and there's usually wonderful things like yogurt and uh, mayonnaise and things like that, along with jump ropes and just, you know, clothespins, anything you could think of. So it, it takes a little creativity to do that kind of thing. This year, uh, one of the vendors was 
the owner of um, trying to think Carrera Designs. They do some very heavy duty. Uh, if you if you ever want to really do heavy duty chastity. Carrera Designs out of Belgium makes these fantastic devices. One of my pups has them. He's bought two of them. They're like over $1,000 a piece. They're each handmade, hand-fitted. And oddly enough, his wife does all the welding. Hmm. She was one of the judges this year. Ooh. And she welded a lot of the set pieces, including a, uh, a wheel that they put a rubber boy on and they spun it for which bag the hmm. person had to take to do their <laughs> to do their their bondage scene. V- vertical or or vertical? Uh, oh boy, that. So it sounds like they put on quite the show. They do, and and that's what makes it fun. They have a a large cocktail party. They have an an, an atrium area outside of the theater. They do a large cocktail party there hmm. for about two hours before the show. They had an official photographer set up where people could come. They had a little tunnel that they had set up with kind of an industrial look in it. And anybody who wanted to could get in there and have a picture taken. Uh, I I ran into an acquaintance from the New England Rubberman who came as his alter ego, Corvette. And Corvette and I ended up getting in there and having a little fun uh, posing in there. So that was was nice. And then it's just drinks and socializing, and it, it's really a lot of fun. The, the noise level gets incredible in there. And then about 15 minutes ahead of time, they kind of stagger the prices for the, your admittance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they have a premium level, so the premium level people get to go in first and pick their seats. Now, this year, it was two weeks out, and there were no tickets left for the show. They, have, they had literally wow. filled the theater. Then they were offering standby seats that you could get with no guarantee that you would get in. But there's some people who buy the packages and then don't show up for the show. Mm-hmm. So they wanted to make sure that nobody who wanted to get in couldn't. So um, Corvette was one of them. She didn't get a ticket, but she got in both nights because she had a standby ticket. Was able to get in and see the show from there. Anybody who couldn't get in, they had large monitors outside in the, in the atrium area where people could watch from there. And some people prefer. I know one guy out there, he, he just assumes stay out. He doesn't want to be in the theater. He'd rather watch it. And MIR, for the last several years, has been live streaming the contest. Hmm. So people can watch it live. They've been doing that for years now. So yeah. if you know it's happening, when mm-hmm. it's happening, go online. If you go to the I MIR website... I would website, have known that. If Dang. you go to the MIR website, the link is there. They put it out just before they're going to start so that you can link in and... Uh, and watch. Is it also recorded? I'm thinking it is, but I haven't found it myself. I think you'd have to dig for it. I know they live stream it, but whether it... uh, I know there are bits and pieces that are out there. There was a number that they did years ago that still is one of my high points of MIR. It was done a parody of Lady Gaga's Bad Romance called I've Shit My Pants. And I still just crack up thinking about it because the MC they put him in a white latex cat suit with the kind of headdress that she wore mm-hmm. and he basically has he lip syncs to this song that somebody had put together as a parody and all of the contestants were in gas masks behind him and so he's going <laughs> off pulling the gas masks off all these guys and they're going oh god and they're passing out from the smell <laughs> so they do a lot of clever stuff this year the theme was bondage and there were 
for charity and for the MIR Travel Fund, there was there were special seats that for two hundred dollars you got to sit wrapped up, tied up, in rubber, in a chair, on stage, and you became a prop for the night. Hmm. And uh, they had plenty of takers. So dang, wish I had an extra two hundred bucks. <laughs> yep. So there was uh, they're finding they really are finding creative ways, and this year they really did a lot to help bolster the MAR Travel Fund. I, it seemed like more this year than they have in years past. Because it's expensive to be a title holder when you're expected to go all mm-hmm. kinds of places. Yeah. And if you're doing it on your own nickel, that's tough. You know, that's a lot of work. I've known several of the Mr. MIR winners, and it's it's tough. It, it's expensive, and it's a lot of time. And But uh, it's exciting. They all enjoy it, that's for sure. Cool. So this year the winner was the, the reigning Mr. New England Rubberman. Uh, contestant, it was. Let me get this up. It was Preston So. He was the winner. First runner-up was uh, Liam Clark, who was Mr. Melbourne Rubberman, as he so quaintly put it. He is the only rubber title holder in the Southern Hemisphere, hmm. which kind of makes sense. And then the third runner-up was Wonka Pup, who was Mr. Rubber Florida. So they had, I believe nine contestants this year the most i think i've seen has been 12 or 13 as opposed to the 30 to 50 that you get at iml yeah well the scale is a bit different let's put it that way but it's growing i mean one thing i will say is the pup mosh was amazing this year i saw pictures of that it 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 was huge big and well done it was well done they i think the pups had a grand time i they had more in there than i've ever seen and oddly enough i think they were getting there had to be 30, 40 guys in there. And I mean, it was getting to the point where they were starting to encroach on, you know, Claw and IML at their wolf camps, those kind of things. I mean, <laughs> IML wolf camp is always pretty amazing because of the volume of it. But I was really amazed at how many how many guys they had in there. And gals. I met a lovely gal. She goes by the name of Cleo. And she got in there and had a grand time with everybody else. A shout out to Cleo. She mm-hmm. was, was very nice meeting her. She's a lovely lady. So... Well, and if the uh, Harry Prone Companion listeners would like to see uh, some of the photos and see that, what is the uh, address of the website? Their website is mirubber.com. And when you go on, there'll be a link to the galleries, and they're literally broken up by, uh, by the years. So this year's would be under MIR 20. Okay, so cool. they have 1918, you know, they go back mm-hmm. years, that kind of thing. But this year's check that out and look for familiar faces. <laughs> you'll, you'll see them. This was... Uh... This episode of A Harry Prone Companion brought to you by Phlegm. <laughs> it's everywhere. Get used to it. It's everywhere in my lungs anyways. God, oh. Yeah, leave a little lung tissue for the rest of us, right? Yeah. And I'm hoping new ones are being grown for me in a vat somewhere. That's about the only thing I can deal with right now. <sighs> well, I, I did see a couple dozen photos of your pup, Jabari, uh, on the website. Yeah. Uh, the the cameraman just loved him. and But, yeah, no pictures of of you this year, not that I saw. Um, yeah, if our listeners want to try and do an eye spy for Veritas, you'll have to <laughs> look. Uh, it was MIR 19, 
19 or 18 you got photographed a couple times in the vendor mart. Yeah, it could be. This year, yeah. about the only photos, there was one of me that where I was on my way somewhere. I was I had just come in. I was sweaty from the rubber, all that stuff. But I did get one with uh, my friend from New England, Rubberman, uh, Derek. His name's uh, um, Corvette. And we had a fun one in there where she's in red rubber latex mm. and she's got these big claw nails and the whole nine yards. She pulls it off very, very well. Let's put it that way. I heard she does cool. real, she does some good shows out in the New England area. So, yes. And so if you, uh, be sure to support your local rubber drag queen. If you have one, there you go. <laughs> there you go. But MIR, it was a success. And like I say, I think they're at kind of a cusp point where they're really outgrowing where they are, but, there aren't a lot of uh, alternatives. I know at one time the owner had talked about even moving it to Berlin, but I think that mm-hmm. kind of shook a lot of people up. Uh, I have another pup who's out in Las Vegas now, and he'd love to have him bring it out there. And it's like, oh, no, 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 don't do that. <laughs> yeah. One of the nice things about Chicago is that it is very, it's very easy to get to Chicago from anywhere in the country. Pretty much. It, you know, all of the rail lines terminated in Chicago. And as such... You know, rail by rail, by air, by car, mm-hmm. and from anywhere in in the U.S., it's easy to get to Chicago. And for mm-hmm. us, it's you know what a three and a half hour or so drive. So correct. Yep, it's very very doable for a weekend event. Or last time I went to Chicago from Flint, I took Amtrak and that went through East Lansing. I think it leaves East Lansing like seven a.m something like that, mm-hmm. and then gets back to East Lansing on the return trip about 9 p.m. So when my husband and I went to Chicago last time, that's how we did it. We did by Amtrak. And so both travel days, we still had a full day in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So that was nice. And it was like $50 per person each way. Mm-hmm. So, you know, depending on the price... Of gas, it, it's not really cheaper, but I mean, you can get up, you can walk around. Mm-hmm. There's a cash bar. You can sleep, you can read, you can do whatever you want. That, <laughs> and because it's a diesel electric, there's a 120 volt outlet at every single seat, so yeah. you can do all sorts of things on Amtrak training. Well, and one of the problems in Chicago too, especially if you try to park somewhere that you try to stay somewhere that's closer to you in town, you get to pay to park the damn car too. I mean, yeah. It, I ended up at, at a hotel right downtown, paid an exorbitant amount, and ended up adding $65 a night for the car, right. you know, to park the car. And it was like, oh, my God, you know, it just, it, it really mounts up. And actually trying to just find a parking spot can be tricky. Very uh, The so. signage is very confusing. I have friends who were there for a weekend and then realized as they're trying to leave, it's like, our car's gone. And they just misread the sign and their car was towed. And Oh, my. And so that was, that afternoon was spent, you know, Trying to get their car back. Which was itself an event, because the woman working at the, the counter, I mean, she was, she, was her, she was a show. I mean, she was bubbly and just funny, because, you know, she's dealing with people who are mad throughout the day. So hers was just like, you know, it was just a little... Ro- and they were charmed by her, and she was super friendly. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, the, the thing I remember was, at one point, she was like, yes, my husband. She takes out a necklace, and there's a little canister necklace thing and she goes 
these are parts of his remains. It's like whenever I get angry, I just look at these and shake them. <laughs> and it's like, oh my god. And uh, yeah, she was she was a hoot. And this was a long time ago, so I don't know if she's still working there. But but she said there's some people who would actually like you know just pull up the cars to the impound lot and say, hey, uh, if you had the money, just like take it in for the weekend, and we'll pay the cost of you know. Just oh my. It, just che- it, cheaper to impound it than to actually park it. Well, and also you're in an impound lock that's surrounded by Cops fences. And, yep. Yeah. And people with really nice cars were like, oh, we'd rather just, you know, let it sit here. And it's like, okay. Oh, that's that's a thing. But yeah, I mean, between the L and the buses and Uber and Lyft, mm-hmm. one can get around Chicago without oh, yeah. a car very easily. So Yes, yeah, that's true. Uh, that is true. Yeah, I know that when we were in Chicago for uh, IML 15, uh, 2015, um, yeah, we had great experiences with Uber and just the one miserable taxi ride. Yeah, yeah that was <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah, that, oh boy. I always, go, I always go by L. Ellen walking, and it's like, okay. Well, I mean, you know, I, I'm, I'm young, and if I wanted, you know, I can walk the mile from the red line to Touche and back in boots and leathers. <laughs> that was actually a mistake because the boots were new and still being broken. Yep. In and, oh. and yeah, so, ah. And then when I got back to the L line, it was about 3.30 in the morning, and the next train didn't come by until 4. Mm. Thank goodness it was the summer. Yeah. So, yeah, they do technically run 24 hours, but, yeah, late at night they don't run nearly as often. So you may have to wait a while to get from uh, the north end of Boys Town back down to the Loop. Yeah. So it sounds like you had a good time this year, though. We did have a good, good time. Like I say, it was there were some frustrations. I ended up uh, making a side trip on the way out. We kind of... We'd seen what we wanted to see. We didn't go back to the center on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So we slept in a little bit and then went... Uh, took a little side trip and went up to F Full Kit Gear, their Chicago store. Mm-hmm. They started in Provincetown. They had a booth at uh, MIR, mm-hmm. but they had their flagship store, and I'd never been in it. Mm-hmm. So we took a little side trip and went up. Fortunately, it was uh, it was Sunday. This was the other thing that was fun about this particular weekend. I almost forgot before I talk about that. The uh, the uh, Cubs won oh, the World yes. Series. And we got there on Friday just in time to get stopped by the parade. Oh, <laughs> I managed to sweet talk a young man who was manning the cop line. There was a a ramp that I knew of that I wanted to park in just to put the car in for the day so we could do other things that was just beyond the barricade. And I said, I just need to get down there. And he said, okay, but please don't go any further. I said, I don't intend to. Went in, parked it. I was so grateful because the place was a madhouse. Ugh. Because the Halstead Center is on Waveland. And Waveland is the road that runs just north of Wrigley Field. So the the parade came right down Addison, which runs right in front of Wrigley. Right, and but for those who don't know Chicago, Boys Town and Wrigleyville are right next to yes, each other. Absolutely. So I I was wondering about that, but it it was a madhouse. I mean, Lakeshore was just packed with people because I guess the idea was is I think they started in the Wrigley area, came down Addison, then came down Lakeshore to the downtown. And the big park there where Buckingham Fountain is, mm-hmm. yes, um, that was where they were ending. 
and it was packed. They had everything blocked off. No cars could get in there. Lakeshore Drive was just a nightmare to get down that day. So I saw the beginning of the madness was, I was in Chicago the night they won uh, it, the preamble to the World Series playoffs. playoffs. The, the pennant. pennant. The pennant, yeah. They'd, they'd won the pennant the night I was there, and we were mm-hmm. at a show. And getting back was, you know, a, a, a trial. I bet. Because lots of crowds. And, you know, we're, you know, I was with friends who were happy they won. They were, you know, fans, but we weren't fans. Right. And that's the trouble. It's like if you aren't, you know, enthused and someone is trying to high-five you and you're not showing the... Right amount of enthusiasm back, they're just like, "Who are you? Why? Why? Why are you harsh? What? You know, what's wrong with you?" And it's like, "Sport ball. I just don't care. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy for you, but I just want to get back to my place. It's like I don't want to be high fiving strangers." That's what was cool though. While we were there, kind of, we saw the parade go by because we wanted. We had breakfast, and mm-hmm. then we didn't realize that the parade was on Addison. We wanted to get up to Halstead Center, mm-hmm. which was mm-hmm. just north of that, and so. We waited for a little while, and then about the time they passed by, things started to break up, mm-hmm. and there was a legitimate happy feeling in the air. There were just so many happy people mm-hmm. all in their Cubs attire, and it was it was infectious. They were mm-hmm. in Chicago was really celebrating that day, and, and I really they hadn't had a, a World Series win in so long, and they really deserved it about as much as Detroit does. I mean, it's been so long for them, short of the Red Wings, what's Detroit had going for it. But So Chicago really had a reason to celebrate. But anyway, on that Sunday, we stopped at the Full Kit Gear store, and that was that was fun. It's uh, Compared to the one in P-Town, it's like six times as large. The now, P-Town it, store is very small. The Full so. Kit Gear is primarily rubber or like... It's actually a little bit of everything. Okay. They started out a but little bit... But primarily fetish? It's fetish, okay. though. They have been migrating a little bit more into things like Nasty Pig and some mm-hmm. of the some of kind of the sports gear stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, I I know the owners Chip and Joe. Uh, I met Joe. He was doing the uh, DJing for MIR the first year I went, and I got cool. to know him that year. Really mm-hmm. nice guy. And I remember going to Mates Rubber Weekend or Mates Leather Weekend in Provincetown. And I'd heard about full kit gear, walk in the door, nearly run Joe over, and he goes, Wow, great to see you! You know, he recognized me immediately. <laughs> but their store is in the basement of this little building, and it's probably about the size of your entire apartment. Oh, my word. It's really tiny. And then they'll hold events in there, and it's got to be spilling out on the street. It's right on Market wow. Street in, in Provincetown. So they opened another store. Joe does the designing. He creates different new pieces mm-hmm. and he has them manufactured in England so he'll sometimes go over there and, and you know manage that and he hates to fly from what I understand just loathes it so apparently there was New England leather weekend was coming up so he wasn't able to come for MIR the other owner was Chip he was in town so he was kind of manning the booth and they have a young man who's their manager here in Chicago and they call that their flagship store because it's yeah. pretty good sized uh, Joe recently uh, a couple of years ago became an affiliate with Vance and Leather which is one of the premier leather makers American made oddly enough in Boston <laughs> and one year I had a Vance and made for me they uh, um, they invited the representatives from Vanson to come into full care full kit in P-Town and you could make an appointment to get your measurements taken because usually there's a price that goes with that and it was free if you ordered a jacket. 
So they came in and they were doing that. And so when you go into either store, there'll always be Rack of Vanson jackets, motorcycle jackets, that kind of stuff. And they're good heavyweight, but very good looking pieces. So Vanson has an interesting thing that I found out when I talked to the guy who did the, uh, who did the measurements that if there's ever a Vanson jacket that you see, like Vanson for a while made one called their Vanson Breeze, which is a fully perforated jacket. It's very simple. And if you hold it up, it just has a very thin liner. You can see light through that thing. But it's still a rider's grade jacket that you can wear in the summer because the air goes right through it. Well, they don't make it anymore. But he said, we'll make it for you. We have every pattern that we've ever made. If there's ever anything that you want, and I had a particular color in mind. He brings out this huge palette of leather samples. <laughs> there was like, I wanted it in red, and he had like five different shades of red. Yeah, can you be more specific? Yeah, so I was able to pick out the shade of red I wanted, that kind of thing. So it, it was fun to do, and I've gotten a lot of compliments on the jacket. But uh, Full Kit has gone ahead and affiliated themselves with Vanson. Cool. So they're, they're doing very, very well, and they've come out to, you know, now that they've got their presence in Chicago, they come out, I believe, for IML and MIR. And now this year for MIR, of course, they just pretty much brought the toys and the rubber stuff down. They left the leather stuff back at the store. Well, so, yeah. But, uh, but another good business in Chicago to frequent and to okay. have a look at. I'll have to check them out. Back in... Michigan, mm-hmm. we have had uh, an eventful couple of weeks since we last recorded. I think I've only what have we had because I know uh, number six. There, there and have been there are two number sixes. There were two number sixes. You attended one of yep. them, and I ended up attending both of oh, them. Because the first one was two. Well, basically a week ago. Yes, a week and a day ago. Um, that was just their normal monthly party. I mm-hmm. uh, went to that. Um, again, uh, well, I was coming down with the thing that's living in my lungs right now. So I, it was scratchy, and I'm like, okay, I'm not feeling super sexy, and also I don't want to be putting my mouth on anything or anyone. Um, there was no coffee at that point. It was simply just sinus ickiness. So I'm like, okay, no, I don't want to infect anyone. So uh, I was there to watch. Um, it was kind of not really low-key. Uh, I, I was upstairs a lot because there was a new person and I think there was a lot of conversation with this new person because mm-hmm. I think it was basically luring him down to the basement to uh, basically do things with him. He he was he was kind of it was new to him, and I think he was more chatty than I think he was more than willing to try. But I think he was like, "Well, I'm not too sure." And yeah, we we shyness doesn't go over well in the dungeon. We no, <laughs> <laughs> we as you, know. you lured him into the dark side. Yeah. You know, well, I. I know who you're talking about, mm-hmm. and I did look up his Tumblr, mm-hmm. um, and he is very much into the role play aspect mm-hmm. and very much into the humiliation okay. of it. Um, and hey, more power to him, but that's not my bag. <laughs> um, so yeah, I I would not in even in my full top mode, I would not be able to provide him with what he needs, because he wants the mean, old old school leather mean alpha top. Me, I'm new guard and loving, and, you know, I'm, you know, yes, it's Sir Arcane, but really it's Daddy Arcane, <laughs> and, you know, I, I will, I will 
gladly hurt you, but you need to ask nicely first, and and I, I will hurt you with loving kindness. <laughs> so. Well, that's the only thing I always thought about with humiliation scenes. It's like, if I knew what, you know, A, if there were safe words involved so we could check in and make sure that, you know, not going too far, uh, because I do seem to have this skill and habit of finding the thing that will really bother you and accidentally launching into that i've done that with you know just people joking about stuff it's like oops that was a raw nerve i did not know about so sorry i didn't mean to say that about this one thing that really truly bothers you <laughs> uh, and then you know i mean you know i think that would be the thing is finding out the limits too it's like so you know are you you know are you, you know you prepare to have really mean things said you know what what area you know and that's what negotiation is about. right what areas are off limits you know, do you mind if I talk about your body and, you know, things like that? Do you want, you know, body shaming and humiliation that way? Or is that, you know, I know for myself, you know, if that ever came up, ooh, my claws would come out. I don't care, you know, it's like, I, I've, I've realized that. I've had friends, not friends, because friends know not to do it. Um, I've had people <laughs> I know casually who made references to weight and jokingly, and I just found out, ooh, the hate in my heart. It's like, you know, I can't remember what came up. It was at a cooking class, and someone said, oh, I see, you've been eating pretty well. And I'm just like, you little fucking cokehead. <laughs> oh. It's like, oh, you, oh. I didn't know he was a cokehead at the time. I've heard this subsequently. So. But it's like, if I had known, I might have actually been tempted oh. to say it. I was like, oh, so that's a trigger for me that I know, no, no, there's a boundary there. Let's not see, joke about that. And that's the funny thing about it is that in frequent changing of partners, you know, sex, mm-hmm. the whole mm-hmm. nine yards, is something where you don't tend to have the same person you want to switch off all the time. But to do something like humiliation, mm-hmm. to do that kind of thing where you're really getting into somebody's head, that takes trust and that takes understanding and that takes a knowledge of mm-hmm. both sides. And the two don't go together. It's like no, you say, no. that's yeah. not your thing. Yeah, no. Uh, and that's really why, because to to get that person what they really want to have, to be humiliated properly, they have to know that person. They have to know mm-hmm. where the buttons are. They have to know where the hooks are. They have to know what to, like you say, what to avoid. Mm-hmm. And, and what to go after. And what to go after. Yeah. Exactly. I, I, I got a reasonable idea of what he... Of what he's asking for mm-hmm. on his Tumblr, because mm-hmm. um, he's very public about that. Um, so I could do it, but I wouldn't be getting anything out of it. So, but I did get. Uh, so yeah, the last number six dungeon, I got a really good session because last week I was still feeling depressed and low energy, and I'm like, I don't want to really be Sir Arcane, I want to be bottom. I brought my Home Depot wrap. I want you to wrap me up and lay me down and put a rim seat over my face. And uh, Sling Bear said, sure, I can do that to you. And he did. And uh, it, and I also, there were yeah. toys that came out too. Yes. Because uh, we heard them upstairs. <laughs> I'm like, oh, someone is someone has brought out the power tools and hopefully having a very good time. Well, so yes, they did bring out several vibrators. One of which was very powerful. 
and somebody other than Sling Bear, and I don't know who it was because I had, hmm. uh, I, you know, I, I was wrapped up, I was blindfolded, I had uh, hearing protectors on, um, and yeah, I, I tend to go very quiet when I'm in bottom space, but yeah, so this high powered, low frequency vibrator got brought out, and whoever had it in his hands thought, I'll put it on his balls. And that, I just yelled out. I couldn't say red. I couldn't think. It was just a, just a shout of, my, but that's uncomfortable. And mm. so, yeah, that, that, that particular vibrator then was used on major muscle groups for actual massage rather than... Uh, uh, on the balls and on the dick, because yeah, it was just way too intense. Yeah, uh, I missed that scene mostly because I was upstairs chatting and then came down. I think to see you being basically kind of coming out of it and being unwrapped and just kind yes. of getting your bearings again. It was like, wow. Yeah. Like, well, and, and another interesting thing is they had me on this two-inch um, pad. Mm-hmm. The, the, there's this pad that the dungeon master has that makes the floor of the dungeon. Uh, much softer. And so they had, I'm on the pad and then they put the rim seat right over my head with the rim seat there. The, the legs of it were kind of pushing on my shoulders a bit and I hadn't moved. But when we started and they laid me back the first time, they also had a pillow behind my head to, to have it more comfortable. And that seemed okay. And then, you know, blindfold, I couldn't see and then somebody got on the rim seat, which then sunk down two inches. Mm. And I almost had to bite a guy on the taint. <laughs> like, can't breathe! <laughs> get, get, get the pillow out of there and let's try that again. And uh, so, but yes, I did get to, uh, several guys did, take a mustache right and i enjoyed that um you know one guy i the way he sat i just ended up sucking on his ball sack for for five ten minutes because i i couldn't reach (laughs) couldn't reach his dick couldn't reach his hole all i had was his sack and his nuts and i'm like all right i guess i'll suck on these and so that that was that was enjoyable. Uh, I, it's been too long since I've been in good, serious bondage. I think your sleep sack was the last time I've been bound like that. <laughs> yeah, it's a rubber sleep sack. There's nothing better because it gives just enough and you can wrap no. somebody up very nicely in one of those. And it's quick. Where yeah. With the wrap and all that, which is very nice and snug and all that, but it takes a while to get in it. It takes a while to get out of it. You know, there's a lot of stuff to throw away when you're done. uh... Yeah, and it especially takes a while to get out of it when you can't find the paramedic shears. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, yeah. So that was was the highlight of last week. Um, And then this week, uh, lots of people were there because it's the the tree trimming party and spaghetti dinner. Uh, More people ended up staying um, upstairs. Yeah, that but, was the first, yeah, my first exposure number six was yeah. that party last year. 
That's the first time I went. It was so. like so I was you know again uh, coming back from home from Thanksgiving and just yeah the yeah I was in no condition or energy levels to do anything. I got back in Lansing in time, but I was like no I'm I'm wiped and I did I was planning to go back into work and do some work, but no I. I stayed home and just like relaxed and fell asleep early because that's all I had energy for. Yeah. Well, so while people were having a lovely Italian dinner upstairs, downstairs the theme of the night was suspension. So to pay Sling Bear back for everything that he did to me and for me um, the previous week, he said, I want to get wrapped up again, and I want you to put me on the stretcher and suspend me. Mm. Um, so I was like, okay, um, have to get a, a few extra pairs of hands so that we can get you up and down safely. Um, but yeah, we got him up, uh, got him suspended, got him swaying gently, mm. and pulled out the the gentler vibrators um, this time and worked him over. And uh, Yeah, I... Yeah, I kind of played him like a Hammond B3 organ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then uh, one of the other party goers mm-hmm. recently purchased a suspension harness. And he was like, well, they've got a half-ton winch there. Let's hook it up and see if it works. Wasn't able to suspend very high because, you know, the ceilings mm-hmm. are like just over six feet Mm -hmm. down there. Um, But it was enough that when he also had ankle cuffs on and had those bound to his hips, so it was enough that he got the the full sensation of the suspension. Mm -hmm. And a a nice thing about that is when it was time to let him down, all we really had to do was release the ankle cuffs and he was oh. able to get his feet under him quickly mm-hmm. uh, and we didn't have to work the the winch uh, which we did a bit but yeah he was fully stable before we started winching him back down um, so yeah suspension was the the big theme of the night and yeah and sounds like a couple of cool scenes happening yes and we made a comment said you know dbc does have one of these half ton hoists uh, in the jail cell, might have to give that a try. Of course, the, the nice thing about number six is that they're in pairs, so you can do the horizontal suspension oh. much easier. Um, vertical suspension you can do at DBC easily. So, yeah, and uh, so yeah, DBC is coming up next week. Yeah, next mm-hmm. week is okay. DBC. Yep. And first Friday, yeah. uh, so that will be, mm. yeah, got got a, a full schedule coming up, uh, and then, yeah, no number six in December, um, so we'll have to find find something to fill that uh, uh, Maybe some sort of pup-themed Hallow- uh, uh, Halloween, no, holiday Christmas. <laughs> All the holidays. Yeah, a... Uh, 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 a winter, winter puppy Yule, yeah, pu- puppies and Yule logs, right? <laughs> Possibly, but again, the weekends fill up so quickly because of yeah. everything. So, it might, oh, might have to be a, a January thing, maybe. No, oh, yeah, well, yeah, we should do something with uh, Lansing pups and handlers other than 
just the bar night mm. because let's hear last time we did that it was back in the summer when we we had uh the the deadpool movie movie night, night. Mm-hmm. that was fun um, so should figure out something else to do with the pups just as a, mm-hmm. a casual get together in a private place and see what happens and um yeah i'm trying to think if any other things have happened in the past two weeks is Especially with both number sixes kind of yeah, so merging, yeah, they're kind of merging together uh, in the brain. Uh, yeah, because first yeah. Friday in DBC was the podcast before, so right. this podcast was simply MIR and basically the number sixes. Yeah, and what are we? At? Yeah, we're we're at about that time where we can discuss crafting. I've done nothing. I finished my scarf. I've been, it's got cool enough so I can wear it, and some people are like, ooh, cool. Yeah. So I, yeah. I forgot to mention on the last one that um, when I was at the symphony mm-hmm. listening to my husband, instead of being at First Friday, um, at intermission, somebody a row ahead of me and a few seats down was also knitting a Doctor Who <laughs> scarf. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, cool. I, I wasn't able to. They were too far away to be able to engage in casual mm-hmm. conversation during the intermission, um, but it was neat to see more of those uh, <laughs> out in the wild. I am still making slow progress uh, on my season twenty-one scarf. I'm thinking though I might switch back to um, my MSU green and white scarf that I've had on hold for a long time, uh, and I've. Also been crafting insults in a video game called Oh Sir. $2 on Steam, Google Play, or iOS. You can craft insults such as, Your cousin's automobile is a public loo. (laughs) And two players, they've got a stack of words and phrases Mm -hmm. that they both pick from, and then you... Each one has uh, two phrases in their hand that they can add to the insult. And as long as you're grammatically correct, it'll be a valid insult. But um, you can also create an insult, something along the lines of elderberry smell like this pet shop, which, while grammatically correct, is not very insulting and therefore won't score very high. So... Oh, I, I do recommend it. Two bucks, practically every single platform. Check mm-hmm. it out. It's got single player uh, and multiplayer, so you can creatively insult your friends, and you can tell the people who made it are big Monty Python fans. <laughs> when I heard elderberries, that's the first thing that came to mind. Yes. the uh, There are several different locations, and each location affects the, the sets of phrases, and the first one is a pet shop, and you're arguing about whether or not they will take back the Norwegian blue <laughs> with its lovely plumage and fjord pining. So have you been doing, working on anything craft-wise, Veritas? Uh, I did order a, a kit. I found a, a Halloween wreath that was done with felt okay. and tried to get started with it. And the falls are nuts for me, and that's why I haven't, been, I haven't surfaced very much. I'm just <laughs> you know, going to MIR, things like that. Uh, I do a lot of volunteer work in the fall, and mm-hmm. so that keeps me very, very busy. So now, and then you get into Thanksgiving. Now it's Christmas, Christmas cards. Mercifully, my shopping is almost done. So yeah. oh, good. I'm grateful for that at least. But 
Yeah, there hasn't been a whole lot, but so this Halloween wreath is probably going to become something I can do during the winter and get it ready for next year. Okay. So, yeah, well, I saw some projects my mom picked out of a magazine that she thought looked cute. Mm-hmm. It's like making little terrariums with, you know, sprigs of stuff shoved into floral foam and fake snow and, and uh, what was the other one? Oh, uh, pine cones and hot gluing wooden balls on them and then felt to make them look like little gnomes. And it's like, okay, well, let's find some pine cones. And so gathered some pine cones and we'll see if they actually, you know, kind of when they dry out and bloom and kind of mm-hmm. seed, that's what they, it's like, okay, well, I brought them inside. I wonder if that warmth is going to uh, do that to them. We'll figure sure it out. When they dry out, I would think. So, so that might be a project. We'll see. I, I'm sure that they look much better in the magazine than they'd ever look when they're actually done. So it's an excuse to bring out the hot glue gun. And um, on the communications front, uh, I have a tweet from at Crochet Empire, and I'm sure he'll be fine with us sharing it since it it is a public tweet and not a direct message, uh, saying, I think at Harry Prone Comp will enjoy knowing that at Pablo Green is tying me up for the first time today. (laughs) So... Yes, uh, we wish you well in your adventures in bondage, mm-hmm. and uh, we uh, look forward to uh, photographic proof <laughs> of it. And uh, yeah, if you post any public photographs, I may link it. Otherwise, uh, if they're just private photographs, well, then you should be wearing your own product and use it as advertising. <laughs> I mean, there we go. And then if it's part of the business, and you know you a write-off so it's like whatever, yeah you know. advertising and <laughs> hey i i wear the crochet empire mm-hmm. jock strap at number six dungeon and dbc and tend to get comments mm-hmm. on it and i point them it's very pretty your way and yeah so uh so yeah it's uh yeah, give us a full report with, <laughs> with photos and sound and all of that. And uh, I know sometimes you want your first time to be you know personal and private. You know. Okay. I, well, well then, if not photos and and sound and, and the whole a thumbs up part. or a thumbs down. It's like yay. Yeah. yeah uh, uh, vague, this is fun. Or no, don't need to do that again. Yeah. <laughs> v- vague tweeting with just enough information so we know. That you either had a good time or you had I think a less good the time. The best phrase I've heard about something you go through that you didn't really care for, but um, is I think uh, tuition paid, lesson learned. <laughs> that that's a nice way of saying something. It's like okay, we tried something, it wasn't my thing, but now I know, so we learned something from that, and we yeah. So that's I I found is a nice vague way of you know, explaining <laughs> something that could have gone better, but at least you found a silver lining in it. All right. Well, we've run out of time again. Send your questions, comments, show ideas, dirty pictures, or project photos to harryprone at gmail.com. Tweet at us. We are at harryprone.com. Or leave a rating and review wherever you get your podcasts. Our theme music is Hotspot by Ox, used under the Creative Commons Attribution License. Where are your hosts, Sir Arcane, Lansing Mike, and Veritas 69. Wishing you peace, love, and perversion. Good night. Night. Night.